a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the first reading, we heard the origins of our church in the Acts of the Apostles. In the section from the book of Revelation, John refers back and forward, back to when the Christians were being persecuted, and he described them as those who were standing with white robes, but the robes were washed in the blood of the Lamb. A little conflict there of thought. But the robes represented their baptismal promises and their new life as Christians, and the blood, the martyrdom that they experienced. Now, the church has been persecuted right from the beginning. Even before Jesus left the earth, the church was persecuted. You hear after the ascension, the apostles are preaching, they're doing God's work, and they're brought before the Sanhedrin. They're whipped, they're tortured, and they're told, keep your mouth shut, don't preach about Jesus or his word. And they rejoice in the fact that they were suffering. They rejoiced as they were suffering, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they shook the dust from their shoes in protest against the persecutors, the Romans. So the church was persecuted right from the beginning. We know that. For standing up for what it believes. The church refused to back down. And the church didn't have doctrines as we have now. Through the years, the doctrines of the church have been solidified and applied to different areas of life. But the church is still persecuted. The church was persecuted for just preaching Jesus alive. The church was persecuted just for believing that Jesus had risen from the dead. The church was persecuted because of that one mandate, I think, above all, loving one another as Jesus loved us. And it goes on. The church is persecuted for its stand on life. And the church has always stood for life. Life that given to us from the beginning of creation by God, life that we regenerated at baptism 
and the life we live as Christians. According to Christ, loving one another as we love ourselves. And it has never stopped. We've been persecuted for that. We've been persecuted because people of the world choose not to believe in Christ and actually are antagonistic against Christ. In our world today, what we've seen in the last few years is an alternative to faith. You might say atheism, you might say agnosticism, but very clearly the alternatives to faith in the last few years have just been whatever was popular at the time. And as those times get shorter and shorter, whatever's popular at the moment or the month. I don't have to read the newspapers to you. I don't have to share the headlines in the last year alone. How many protests against the church because of this stand or that stand? Protests against the church because of our belief in this part of living as good Christians and that part of living as good Christians. And the flavor of the world so often has ignited the protests, the persecution of the church. And that's ironic because in 2,000 years, we've seen it all. You and I haven't, but read the history books. We've seen it all. The church was persecuted because they believed in the risen Christ. The church is persecuted because they followed Jesus and died for him. The was, church was persecuted because it was strong. The church was persecuted when it was weak. It's ironic. When the secular world takes control of the media or the popularity of a particular philosophy, the church is always on the bottom of the list and the top of the list to be persecuted. It hasn't changed. In 2,000 years, it hasn't changed. So when we are persecuted for what we believe, we need to follow the example of the apostles. Rejoice and wipe the dust off our feet. That rejoicing is interesting, that little phrase of what cleaning the dust off our feet. Literally, for the Semites, it meant turning away from the persecutors and not even giving them the respect of having been in their presence so the dust is still on your shoes. Just walk away. Pacifism. Walk away and don't engage. Walk away and stand your ground. Walk away and know what we believe and hold on to what we believe as the philosophies of the day change and the philosophies of the weak change. Some have remained quite a while, but a lot of them, as you know, have changed. Things that people were protesting against last summer, where are they? And what has been done on behalf of those for whom they protested? So much of it was a sham. Led by those few affiliated with the movement of the day and they drag people with them. They drag the populace with them. 
it was an alternative culture that they were trying to teach. And you can pick out any year in the calendar going back to the beginning. Whatever the popular culture of the day was being promoted, the church stood where we belong. In a few moments, we're going to recite the creed, and that tells the world where we belong. We believe in one God, Father Almighty. We believe in Jesus. We believe in his eternal life in the church. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in baptism and our responsibility as baptized Catholics. And the church is still persecuted. But because it's persecuted, we can't stop preaching the gospel. We can't stop believing what we believe. We need to stand amidst the controversy and the values that are Christian values. And we're not saying in our particular case, the government of our country needs to be Christian. That's a whole political issue I'm not gonna address. Because in our country, we have the freedom of choice, of religion. So whatever faith you wish to hold on to, great. Our country's tradition, going back a few hundred years. But our tradition as Catholics supersedes that, and our tradition as Catholics goes beyond 200 years, more than 2,000 years. And we still hold on to what we believe. And we hear the, the, the hope that the scriptures, especially the hope that comes to us during the season of Christmas, during the season of Easter. And we look to John's gospel today, and it's so succinct. It says it all. Jesus saying, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. That's it. That's our hope. Because those who follow Jesus hear his voice and follow him. Hear his voice and stand up for him publicly acclaiming our faith, publicly living our faith. And by standing up and listening to Jesus, he tells us himself, the Father's watching over you because the Father and I are one. So the persecution of the early church, as recorded in Acts of the Apostles, was an inspiration for succeeding generations of the church. Have we been perfect? No, but the founder was perfect, Jesus. Have we lived out our Christian mandate 100% through the centuries? No, we know that. And we should be the first ones to say mea culpa, my fault, for what we failed to do. And we reflect on that, and it's so important that we as Catholics know how important what we fail to do is that we have a sacrament to address it. When we fail personally, corporally, through the world, politically, when we fail, the sacrament of reconciliation is there for us not condoning what we've failed at, 
but allowing us to seek a change of heart, a metanoia, a change of who we are. And that's why the sacrament of confession, again, is realistic. We're not perfect. And we are only walking in the shadow and the feet of Jesus Christ himself. Not in the current culture with aimless values, values that change from season to season. Our values are like in rock. One holy Catholic and apostolic, that's not up for debate. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's not arbitrary. What we stand for and how we live those values politically and socially are very important for us to maintain our loyalty to Jesus Christ. Not the political system, not the current of the times, not any aimless current culture, no. To Jesus Christ. And as we come to church and we hear his voice in the scriptures and in the Eucharist, we realize he's listening to us. And he knows us, his own words recorded by John. My sheep know me. They hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give them life eternal, life beyond your imagination. We're here because Jesus, the resurrected Lord, kept his word when he rose from the dead and ascended to the Father, he stayed with his church through the Holy Spirit. So as we live in 2022, and who knows how long we will exist, as long as we hear the voice of Jesus, he's listening to us, reading our hearts, knowing how we think, and asking us to be loyal to our faith in him.